0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, if ESPN had any shred of credibility left, well, it's obliterated now. A week of astonishingly embarrassing and offensive incidents. A triple shot of guests starting with Ron Thomas, then Rob McDonald and Paul Hansen, two guys you don't know, but you'll want to hear their stories about golf and the apparel business. All that plus secret tapes, bad calls, and a whole lot more. Your bonus, 45 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so... Buckle up, man. Let's go. This is
1: huge, Jim.
0: Friday, June 25, 2021. Thank you for downloading, and wow, what a two-week run I've had here in the good land, as they say, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, that is the Native American term, for Milwaukee, or the meaning of Milwaukee, the good land, or the cream city as they call it, and I've been all around, not just in Milwaukee, but the suburbs, and the exurbs, and all the way up to Appleton, and I have met so many great people, it's been a great run here, uh, with my station, 97 97.3 The Game, and Josh, and Gitter, and everyone, it's been a blast, it's been a blast, I'm going to be back here in a month for the Bloody Horns Golf Tournament, which by the way, there's only... A few twosome spots left. So if you are on the fence, if you've got a partner almost committed, don't dawdle. Go to bloodyhorns.com. Sign up today for the funnest, hardest day of golf in Wisconsin a two man scramble at the Bull at Pinehurst Farms. Two days prior to that will be our Caddy Day 2, our charity tribute tournament uh, to Caddy Shack. And it dawned on me today that you know we got to cast somebody as Spalding. We need somebody to walk around going, "I'll have a hamburger, no, a cheeseburger." You will get nothing in like it. But it's been a great week here. Uh, two great week, two weeks here. See, I've already lost my mind. Eight rounds of golf by my count. Half of them scrambles, charity events. Half of them personal events. Four knuckle biting bucks games, including the loss the other night. More on that in a second. A trip to American Family Insurance Field for a Brewer game, and more than a few offbeat podcasts, which have been, as I predicted they would be, recipients of mixed reviews. But that's fine. You got to try something different every now and then. We will be back in our usual groove today and once again on Monday. So, without further ado, my man, Ron Thomas. Hello, Steven. Contrary to published reports, the LA Clippers are not dead yet. Leading right now by eight in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter, as we are coming to you plausibly live on a Thursday night. Ronnie, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm great, bud.
0: You know how they're you know
1: how they're hanging is because they're playing defense.
0: Funny how that is, right? Yeah. Defense. Defense, so he's, a beast. <laughs> he, he really is. Yeah, he got a hard head, too. Just ask Devin yep. Booker about that. The masked yep. man. More on the NBA playoffs coming up in just a second. But before we get into everything, uh, Ron, tell people where you were tonight.
1: Uh, tonight, Steve, I was at Columbia Country Club, which is a legendary country club outside of Washington, D.C., in Chevy Chase, Maryland. It was founded in 1898. Uh, It hosted the 1921 U.S. Open, and to commemorate the 100th year anniversary, they're hosting the U.S. Girls Junior uh, Championship, the U.S. Girls Junior this year. So as a kickoff event, they honored one of their uh, legend, a legend, who happens to be a member there. Um, His name is Martin West III, otherwise known as Marty West, and Marty's one of the, most accomplished amateurs in the history of the game worldwide. Uh, And some people were there from, well, not just some people, but the managing senior director of the USGA was there with the U.S. Open trophy. And uh, the historian from the USGA was there, a guy who also runs a museum. I'm throwing a lot at you, but quickly I'll just give you some very quick stats. He's played in 38 USGA championships, including 19 U.S. amateurs. Uh, 10 U.S. senior amateurs, just in one U.S. Open, two U.S. senior Opens. Also played on two Walker Cup teams, both of which won. And um, most impressively, he played in four Masters, and he made the cut in 73, played a practice round with Gene
0: Sarazen. How did he play in four Masters as an amateur? That's a great question.
1: Back in the day when you made it to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Amateur you were invited to the Masters. Keep in wow. mind that it was, in, yeah, keep in mind that Bobby Jones, the all time amateur and lifelong amateur, uh, was big on that. So it was not rare for them to have 10 to 12 amateurs in the event. But he played a practice round with Gene Sarazen, which is <laughs> pretty incredible.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Nine uh, men's uh, Maryland State Amateur Championships, three Maryland Opens, uh, I mean, 10. U.S. or ten PGA events, including six at the Kemper. He was probably playing when you were working the hat tent,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: But uh, he also played at Carolina. He won the ACC championship. So, having said all of this, what, what did Marty
0: were, West do for a living? Uh, he Good did question. quite a
1: yeah. He, it's amazing. Uh, I'll slow down now, Marty is a man of great faith, and he's also, an, you know, it's family first, family God competition, as he said tonight. And he, instead of playing professional golf, which he could have very easily, he didn't want to be away from his family, so he started a business, and he got into basically stock brokering, then he was a financial He is a financial planner still at this time, and he's been very successful. He's also developed real estate. He's just one of those guys. He's a winner, Steve, across the board. Yeah, that's amazing. he happens to be the most humble, neatest guy that you could ever meet. And as I told him tonight, as I got my picture taken with him, and I was there because I'm on the board for the Washington Metropolitan Golf Association, is on the board of directors. So we had a table. And so I had my official uniform, you know, nice. my jacket and all the that stuff. And, yeah, well, and so he that's actually what he said to me. He looked at me and he said, Ron, that's the most important thing you can do is doing what you're doing, giving back to the game. But uh, he's just he's just an unbelievable human being across the
0: board. If I may, for perspective, for those that are casual golf fans listening, this is the nature of the sport itself is that early on, professionals were looked down upon back in the 20s as sort of hustlers, as ill reputes. And it was the true amateurs like Bobby Jones that were the stars of the sport. And in today's game, you get good players like Marty West who play in college, could maybe pursue a pro career. Sometimes they do and they wash out. Other times they choose not to, but they still want to compete. And so there's this whole separate, I don't want to say underworld, it makes it sound bad, but there's a separate universe of high-level amateurs who play in these events. And you mentioned all the events that he was in. And it's it's a remarkable kind of thing because this is not for money. This is a side job. It's not a job. It's a side thing for guys who have a job and a family and a mortgage and everything else.
1: Yep. And it's in the true spirit of amateurism and when you compare it to what's going on today with the NCAA, you know, it really struck a chord because they presented him with a kind of a plaque picture and it was a quote from I believe his name was Charles Tufts. Uh, you know Tufts College, who yeah. was a guy who also founded Pinehurst, right? And he was a former president of the USGA and it was all about amateurism. And if you get a chance you may want to look that up. But okay. This this man is the essence of competition, uh fairness, uh being a gentleman, sportsmanship, all these things and then still going home uh to his family yeah. and not being out on the road for all these times. But maybe one of the most impressive statistics of his, and then I you know, I'll let you take over, is he won he has won the Columbia Country Club. Again, was an amazing history there of players and and competitions, but 16-time men's club champion, okay? His first was 19. Times. Listen, his first was <laughs> 1970. His last one was 2015. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> what a span. 40, 45 years. What and, a span. And, this, and to give you perspective, this particular club, Columbia Country Club, has won the Maryland State Team matches, okay. The best players at all the clubs play against one another. They've won it twelve times. That's how many good players are at this club, and he's won it yeah. sixteen times. So
0: that's good stuff. Yeah. I had yeah, real, it was a
1: special night.
0: I had real quick a chance to play a course here in Wisconsin that I didn't know much about until I got there. It's called Loch Labelle. And Loch Labelle is in Oconomak, Wisconsin. The 5 O's, as they call it, Oconomowoc. And I was told that it, j- it had just been redone recently. You know, they had some renovations. I was like, okay. Turns out the club is over 100 years old, 1896, 130 years old almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, their first two pros at Loch LaBelle, each won the U.S. Open back in the day. One was a guy by the name of Alex Smith, They've oh, got wow. a memorial trophy for him. Uh, I believe the other guy was uh, one of the Simpson brothers who were noted club makers from Carnoustie, Scotland, where you and I have been. And so the two clubs share this kinship. almost They're like sister clubs. And there's a whole thing. And once upon a time, uh, the pros uh, at the time wanted uh, boycotted the Western Open because of an entry fee requirement. And so they then went up to Oconomowoc and Loch LaBelle to play their own tournament. Made the Chicago Tribune. There's a big newspaper story about it. I know all this because at the club, they have all these artifacts and all this history on the walls. And the men who founded Loch LaBelle included such titans of the early 20th century as Montgomery Ward you know mm-hmm. the guy who who founded sure. the department stores, sure. and they got pictures of these guys, and it's a real monocle crew to say the very least. But this was their hunt and relaxation club all the way up in Wisconsin. Well, here's and, the and other. You, yeah, go
1: ahead. I was going to say you played with some what appeared to be some really neat guys. Some you saw you saw
0: this or... on Twitter, and I'll explain I this did. in a second. But the golf okay. course itself, Ron, was designed by the bulldozer guy for Corin Crenshaw. Corin Crenshaw, every designer, as you know, has like a number one dirt mover, a guy who can sit out there for hours and hours and hours on heavy yellow equipment and really move the dirt the way the designer wants to. And those guys eventually will get jobs designing courses themselves because they know how to do it. They're the ones out there doing the work, right? Sure. So they got the dozer guy from Corin Crenshaw who helped design uh, Sand Valley to the north of here, way north in Wisconsin. And this guy created a course on top of the old bones of just a traditional 1896 private country club. He designed a course that is phenomenal. It's like this bastard child between Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run. And it's mm. Incredible. It's very it's very challenging. Not too long, but very challenging and beautiful, and it was just spectacular. But I got to play with great guys, including four ex-hockey players, one of whom is the goaltender coach for the women's team at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, uh, Mark Greenhall. Greeny, as they called him, right? Right. And I decided that I was going to just, you know, for fun, after Greeny putted out every time, I'd throw a goalie name out at him and just see what he said, you know? And I was just throwing out names, Ron Hextall, Billy Smith, Don Bo... I was picking some random ones, Don Pray, you know, guy, just guys. And he would he would giggle after each one and whatever. And I finally said at the end, I go, which, which goalie did I leave out of the, the 18 that I mentioned? And they all took a guess. One of them said, Pat Richter, who was a great Wisconsin Badger, great NHL player. I said, no, that's not the guy I'm thinking of. And I finally said, Jim Craig. You know, the Olympic goalie in 1980, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that you should have mentioned that. It was just a fun bonding moment. We talked about sports, the university, competition, women, ice hockey, golf, uh, just everything. And Golf is the best game ever, Ron. It brings you in contact with such high-frequency people.
1: Steve, the, the people that I was with, and I want I'll jump back to, to your Wisconsin talk, but the people that I was around tonight, I had Ben Brundred to my right, Ben Brundred the third, former president of Congressional Country Club. And again, the, you know, I'm, I'm referencing these names because these are the people that were there. And so then next behind me was Steve Ford. And my lifelong ambition when it comes to sport and golf is to play in a USGA championship. Unfortunately, COVID allowed that not to happen last time. But everybody around me at our table, I think there was like 42 USGA championships. And I just was sitting there thinking to myself that somehow through osmosis or through inspiration, this is going to really be, for me personally, a special night because I'm going to take this with me and and make me want to work harder. But then at the same time, you had, you know, John Bodenhammer from the USGA and you had the historian, as I was saying, who ran the museum. So you were everywhere you turn and then the US Open trophy was there. And then there were titans of business, too, who can't break a (laughs) hundred. So you're surrounded by all these people. And the thing that we all had in common was our relationship with Marty. And that is golf. And that is golf relationship. Now. I wanna say about your Wisconsin thing, something that people don't realize around the country, you have people who listen all around the country, unless you're in touch, really in touch and aware, is just how sports crazy the state of Wisconsin is.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's, and it's, it's it, it permeates down to the the youth and high school levels as much as anything else. Um it's just a fabric uh, of of life up here, and it's it's wonderful. It's also, you know, the, from a high level pro sports perspective, they would be probably termed soft fans compared to the East Coast savages that take sports way too fucking seriously, like yeah. in New York, Boston, or Philly. I mean, you know, they're they're a bit more die easy, many of them, you know, but they love sports at all levels. And you know, back to the game of golf, like so. You know, some of the guys I met on this trip, I met a guy, uh, JD, played with him at a very humble muni on Father's Day. He was a friend of a friend, right? You wouldn't think twice about this guy. You know, mm-hmm. a somewhat older fella, uh, ample girth, as we all are getting now in our older age. Average game, smoked cigars, good dude, decent golfer, not great, though. My buddy, Mikey, said, You know, JD? He goes, he just turned down an offer for his his rock quarries that he owns here in Wisconsin. I go, oh, really?
1: <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah. Because I know where this is going. Do you know the number? No, no, I don't. But I, it it just you don't know the number before so, you say this. I'm just going to say that P, that's another thing. These flyover states that everybody on the East Coast and West Coast think there's an enormous amount of uh, business acumen and wealth. Oh, yes. it, yeah, yeah.
0: So so anyway so. He said, yeah, he he just turned out an offer for his quarries. He owns like five or six of them up here. I go, really? I said, what was the offer? And my buddy Mike goes, $500 million. (laughs) Sure. I said, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, no. He said, he just, he believes strongly that they're worth more and that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a time to to stay in the game in that regard. But you wouldn't notice him. There's another guy uh, that I met at one of the charity outings. And my guy who you're going to hear from in a bit here on the podcast, Tim Mm Gerds, he says that guy there, he's a ex Marine sniper created his own personal protection company, uh, repped and protected athletes and business people just sold it for $7 million Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know it at all.
1: Nope. And that is the beauty, the beauty of the upper Midwest or the Midwest in general, but There's just something so unique about folks from Wisconsin, uh, northern Michigan, even northern Illinois. It's just, uh, it's like you said, when it comes to sports, not taking things too seriously, not taking life too serious, except for when it comes to, one, enjoying it, two, family, work. I mean, these are hardworking people. There aren't a lot of people up there that are, that are in the situation, uh, are allowing themselves to be in the situation of not working. I mean, it's part of that. Like you said, fabric, it's part of the fabric. Yeah. You work, uh, you, enjo- you know, you have fun on the weekends, but I, I just, there's something about Wisconsin, the folks that you've had on the show, the guys that Aaron Hills, and for anybody who didn't listen oh, to that podcast, yeah. I mean, we're, like I was at a table next to the guys. This is a table tonight. The head pro Ricky Tuma from burning tree the head pro Jim Fitzgerald from Chevy Chase Club, and then uh, the head pro uh, Bob Dolan from Columbia, and then the guys from Pine Valley. So Whoa. these guys are all so at one table, okay? Yeah. So but now if you put them on your podcast, I'm not saying they couldn't be, you know, they couldn't be freelance
0: the way that, but the guys
1: up at Aaron Hills, it was classic. Weren't they funny? The way,
0: yeah, they were oh, given. Well, that's because... Um, you know the the head pro knew the emeritus pro so well from working together yeah. that they were used to giving each other shit, which is really, as I was once told, is how men express their love for another in a way sure. that is safe for us as we give each other shit. So that right. was kind of funny. And uh, John Haynes is a great guy. These are all guys I want you to meet. I want you to I want to drag you up here so we can have a good week and play some places because you'd love to. Meet these people. But one last thing. I'll tell you the most enjoyable golf experience I had up here, and I played eight rounds various places. But it was Saturday morning in a scramble at a very, some would say average municipal course called New Berlin Hills. The course was lovely, Ron. I mean, it was just a lovely, perfect muni with interesting enough holes. Nice, gentle rough. You could find your ball. Not too many severe hazards. Delightful. And we played a scramble. And what was great is I got my young producer, Josh Albrecht, to play golf. And he's athletic enough to play, but he, of course, doesn't play enough. So there's a lot of weird shots in there. Right. But I just wanted him out there because, as he said after he's like, this was really fun. I'm like, of course it was fun. You got to drink. We talked freely. We made some inappropriate jokes without worrying about pissing anybody off or getting fired. Uh, it was warm, it was fun. It's great. And so yeah. he's like, I got to do this more. And I'm like, you do. I want you to do it more. And if he does it more, then it'll put him in the orbit of other people that are of high caliber and high frequency that will you know, be friends in life and, and help him out in his career.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I just hope that people that are listening right now, and I know there are people that are listening that haven't dipped, as you like to say, their toes in the water yet. The golf pool if you will, because they think, you know, it's too late. I'm not going to no, be good. it's never I, too late. No, it isn't. And the reason that we talk, they they admire you and they listen to you and they hear you talk about golf. And the reason we talk about it and you talk about it so much is because it's that good, Steve. It's that good. I am consumed. I've been playing golf since I was 10 years old, 41 years I am absolutely consumed with the game at this very moment in my life. I can't think about hardly anything else other than practicing my tournaments, getting better, but also just playing with the guys on Saturday morning who will shoot 104. Right. I don't give a shit. I, know. I just enjoy their I know. company. It's the
0: best. Yeah. It's who cares if best. you're bad? It's, it's so funny the way. Uh, the, the charity tournament we played in, it was hosted – by uh, this guy who owns a bar uh, called uh, uh, Natty Oaks, John is his name, and he plays Santa Claus during Christmas time. <laughs> oh, only he, in Wisconsin. He he, he grows he, he grows a real beard, all right, mm-hmm. and he is a fucking dead ringer, a level Santa Claus, right? <laughs> sure. So Josh, who knows him well. Said that when he heard, when John heard that me and Gitter were going to be playing with him, he said, Oh no, those guys are too good. And he went and got his own Mm -mm. foursome. Mm -mm. When I saw John at the tournament, I I got right, I walked right up to him with a smile on. I said, Listen here, you asshole, don't ever do that again. (laughs) I said, (laughs) Too good. To play with bullshit. I said, I play with guys who can barely get an airborne. It doesn't fucking matter. I wanted to play with you so I could talk about, you know, the bar business and Santa Clausing and all this other shit, and now that's gone. And he was laughing and was like, I know, I know, I shouldn't have done that, but it was just funny. Well,
1: the thing that I've always enjoyed about you, Steve, and I've known this from the first really moments that I met you many years ago, is how much interest you take in other people their professions, their families, what you may not remember their name all the time. No, but yeah, but that's okay. But you will ask, you'll remember what they did, but you're so interested by other people and there is not a more fitting place for you to be as the person that you are than where you are right now up there. Because you will not meet a more genuine, uh, my, my Indiana, fellow Indiana Hoosiers are close, but right. you won't meet a more genuine, authentic group of people uh, than where you are in that state around those people. the women you had on the podcast this what you, there today
0: did you listen just, to that <laughs>
1: of course I listen to every one of your fucking shows but these, I know they're just so the right out of the gate I mean it's vagina talking <laughs> mat ragging. it's just like these women they they just don't care by the they're way and no, by the way yeah.
0: I mean these yeah. these are uh, you know these are accomplished smart women oh, like I mean I Colleen is my boss boss like she <laughs> runs the whole iHeart Media cluster and yeah. Gina Della is like the number one manager of Pella windows and doors probably in the country and just has an incredible personality funny as shit and it was just fun yeah. to get him in the van when well, I said the- when I said like we were out drinking one time a while back and we were just talking about whatever and they were being, you know, it, typical saucy ladies that they are. And they said, This should be a podcast. And I go, Well, <laughs> next time I'm in town, we'll do one. They're like, Yeah, let's do it. And so I said, You want to do it? And they're like, Oh, yeah. Like they cleared their schedules to do this it's thing. So good. It it's so so funny. funny. There's
1: just, it's so authentic. And uh, the great thing, um, you know, the cheerleading talk, other women, some women may be like, You know, why are we talking about cheerleaders? You know, that's so trite or it's so stereotypical. But, you know, the way you were able to talk about it and and have it lead in other things, the story about the, the woman, and we, I won't recount everything, but how she didn't even go to Wisconsin yeah. to be a
0: cheerleader. Yeah, no, Colleen, Coll- yeah, Colleen, my boss, she said, and I didn't know this, she said she didn't go there to be a cheerleader, but wanted to do it because she just wanted to be around sports she loves sports so much. See yeah. this is what I'm talking about. The sports culture being part of the fabric. And I'm I'm not meaning to bash uh, anyone on the east coast or in Virginia or Maryland or whatever. It's you know there's still many passionate people but up here it's just hits a little bit different and you know she played softball but uh, couldn't make the team and she told the story about it and then yep. she's like well what can i do so she did cheerleading and the fact that she was getting candy from uh crazy legs hirsch yeah. <laughs> in the athletic department i'm like get the fuck out of here i know uh it, it, it's just that's you know, good stuff I, I, well
1: the, the steve life the older you get the less bullshit you know your bullshit radar goes off a lot easier, and. Yeah. You know, you just you, when you're around people like that, there's really no bullshit, and you know it. And so you can you can talk to them. You don't have to walk on eggshells. And you know, yeah. tonight I had to walk on eggshells a little bit until they were drinking some wine and there was you know some fun going because it ran a little late. But hey, here one one more statistic about Columbia Country Club, then I will stop. They've had three golf professionals there since 1898. Three. Three hundred and twenty three years.
0: What, what are their what do their golf pros do? Die on the job behind the counter or on the Well, you know one deep? of them was Strauss you know Bill Strasbach. Yes. And then
1: Dolan took over for him, but for before that it was Fred McLeod, who won the nineteen oh eight US Open. That's pretty pretty <laughs> good became, stuff right there. <laughs> and he became the honorary starter. He was the first honorary starter at the Masters. And Marty used to travel to Augusta with them. When he played the Masters, he'd go down there. And Fred was the starter, the first starter. And then I got to hear oh, Henry Lou, Delosier, another guy who played in two masters, and Ben Brundred talking about playing with Sam Sneed. They played 36 holes each time they went down to the Homestead uh, down in southern, southwestern Virginia to play with Sam Sneed. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Know, it's that's just bad. so
0: good. It's just good It is stuff. good. Now, you so know, basketball. I feel so basketball. Go ahead. I, I, Let's get into the NBA playoffs here. Just the Clippers polished off uh, the Suns. The finish the other night in this series was bonkers amazing. And at the same time, infuriating on multiple levels because of fucking replay. I I can't stand when people say, I know replays tough. It interrupts the flow, but it's so important to get it right. And they will say, and they got it right on that out of bounds play with Mm -hmm. Beverly and Devin Booker, and I want to fucking slap them upside the head and say, they did not get that call right. That call was not right in any sense of the game with any perspective of history. That's bullshit. Oh, it touched his fingertips. For a 100-plus years, that is not the right call on that play, and it stopped the game. It potentially overturned the outcome, although ball don't lie. Am I right? Yeah, right. Paul yep. George missed two free throws, and then further replay after the incredible uh, eight and dunk from the out of bounds play, or no, before that, another out of bounds review allowed the Suns a timeout they did not have. Yep, to draw up the winning play. Replay fucked that game up multiple different ways, which was a
1: wonderful it. game until that. And you know, the thing is, the, the game was perfectly fine for years without it. I know! It like play NBA playoff basketball. What the fuck could you ever want to change about it? Yeah. You know, and the great thing is, is we've, or great to me at least, is we've got these goofy bastards out of the, well, we don't have to worry about the superstars. We don't have Durant and and that team to have to watch. The superstars yeah,
0: The and, superstars are gone, the stars yes, are still there. Although I guess Giannis is considered a superstar two-time MVP. He is, MVP. but he's
1: on a whole different level. He plays in Milwaukee. He right. signed another contract. Right, he's right, going right, to right, stay right, there. He right. doesn't make any noise. He's just right. and by noise I mean he just plays the game hard. Now, Milwaukee you know they they have a problem, and the problem isn't so much them. Um, the problem is Trey Young and that team because that team is playing with so much confidence, and that's a dangerous team because they, they they know they have nothing to lose. They're playing as a team, and they have a point guard right now who has the triple threat. One, he can handle. Two, he can pass, and obviously, he can they're shoot the ball crazy.
0: You know, well, coming out of Oklahoma, I. I was a little bit meh on Trey Young because my casual thought was, "Oh, he thinks he's Steph Curry. That's cute." Mm-hmm. But he has obviously put put in the work and developed his game, where he is that triple threat, and he was the most exciting thing on the court the other night. And if it weren't for him, you know, missing seven thirty footers that were probably ill advised, but then again, that's his game. They yeah. might have won more easily. I thought the alley oop off the glass to John Collins was just the fucking rudest, most awesome thing I'd seen in a long time. I'm like, I yeah. I watched it with my jaw agape, and I said, rooting for the Bucks. I was like, you know what? I can't be mad about that. That was no. fucking sick. He, he he plays
1: with no regard for a negative outcome that could possibly come. He just
0: plays the game. But here's, here's also, he makes foul shots, Steve. Here's he does. He does. That's a key thing, which of course, Giannis is having trouble with. And I saw today, the NBA said in their L2M report that they should have called a violation, 10 second violation on Giannis. A couple times the other night, which is a bad harbinger for the series to come, because now you can't call that. They well, can, if they I,
1: call that bullshit, I mean, we'll then that is So get bogus. your stop,
0: get your stopwatches out for tonight. I think that could be an issue. But anyhow, the uh, you know the so the game, which is great. You know, Josh roots so hard for Milwaukee teams and feels like our teams never win anything. We get close, and oh, heartbreak is us. And I said, you're right to a certain extent, but you know, everyone has their struggles. He was so pissed watching game one because he felt like there's too many fans taking the Hawks lightly, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, with like four minutes to go, the uh, Hawks get up like four points after some putback of an offensive rebound. And he just goes, Okay, you want to go? It's time to go. He looks at me with dead eyes like he was so pissed. He's like, Let's leave the bar and stop watching it. I just laughed. I was like, Come on, man. Don't be that way. Sure enough, two minutes later, the Bucks make a surge, and all of a sudden they're up seven. Well, 112, 106
1: or something.
0: Yeah, it was six or seven. I think it was seven. six. I was, I was looking yeah. at the score going, shit, they might even cover this game now where they've been yeah. pretty much trailing or treading water most of the game. And then the next play, Trey Young makes know. a
1: crazy floater getting fouled, which is a bullshit call. These and ones, I told you, are jokes. joke. Then Collins, I think, that alley oop or something, and then. And then the the killer, the dagger was offensive the offensive ridos. rebound yeah. put back. It always comes back and bites you in the ass. But anyway, um, so
0: so it, so then they they end up losing a four point lead in the final minute and a half, and yes. they lose the game. Okay, I was not happy about it, rooting for the Bucks, but I was not like devastated, and I'm not necessarily yet that worried we'll see about tonight's game if they lose tonight then there's big problems
1: they're not going to lose this series okay. oh really no okay. chance okay. no chance okay no
0: chance so no. <laughs> so the the next morning on the air i said josh i love you but i th- i think i can't watch games with you anymore he's like <laughs> he, he goes he goes he goes what do you mean i said because it's okay to get pissed but you <laughs> wanted to leave with four minutes to go and then at one point, you were rubbing your temples and closing your eyes with your back, oh, to, the ba- with your back to the TV as Giannis had one of his five alley-oop dunks. Yeah. And I go, oh, what a dunk! And you weren't <laughs> even watching. I said, I said you're a one-way fan in which if it goes bad, you catastrophize it, and you're missing the moments. I said, to use Giannis's own words, you're not built for this. And right. then and then I walked him through a couple of things that happened on the road to the Capitals Stanley Cup championship yes. and yep. the Nationals World Series Championship. And I said, Josh, Capitals two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen, whatever year it was, they open up at home against Columbus and lose the first two games first at two. home in really? overtime. You were probably at one of those games. Uh, no. I said I said I said, do you know what that's like knowing your team? And this this hockey team of ours has shit the bed every spring for pretty much my entire lifetime. And here they are with a good team, ready to make a run. They lose the first two games at home. And you think, oh, shit, here we go. That's right, it. exactly. Typical shit. Right. And, and I, said, I said, they came back, they won game three in overtime. So, you know, that's, t- that's nerve-wracking right there and they end up coming back to win the series. I mentioned the fact they were down 3-1 to to a Lightning team that was a lot better than they were, and they shut out the Lightning in games 6 and 7 on the road. Yes. And I said, imagine if you're a Lightning fan, you're up 3-1, and then you get shut out in back-to-back games at home. Imagine how pissed you'd be then. Well, I-, I then mentioned to him how the Nationals end up in the World Series, and they fall down, uh, or they 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 win two games on the road. They come back home and lose. No
1: game. No game was won at home. Right. I first said first World
0: Series in history. Right. I said they win the first two on the road in Houston, then come home and proceed to lose the next three, yes. scoring one run, one run, <laughs> and know. one run. I said, Josh, do it. How would you act if that's the case? I said, if you're gonna be a fan of a team that's in a seven game series, sport basketball baseball hockey you've got to be built different you can't catastrophize a single fucking loss you got to hang in there buddy
1: (laughs) yeah well you got to evaluate as a fan evaluate what we need to do to see uh, to see if your basketball knowledge uh translates at all because i can tell you well the the, here's my basketball knowledge i'm going to share with you the reason that the nets the Brooklyn Nets had no business losing to Milwaukee. I'm just gonna say it, even without Kyrie, okay? Because Joe Harris is the best shooter on the fucking planet. Okay. He's but when they got down or down towards the end of those games, it's ludicrous that you give the ball to Durant every single time. Sure, he can score but but he can't pass. He can't penetrate and pass. Joe Harris, all season long, the reason they won so many games is because of the other guys on the team. So the Nets fell away from that. That
0: said, right Joe now, Harris had a
1: horrible series. He, he had a horrible series because he didn't know when he was going to get the ball. There were no sets for him. There was nothing. It, you go to Durant, you go to Durant, you go to Durant, and Harden is terrible. I don't care what and you've heard me say this uh, about LeBron. You, said, he, he was awful, but let's move forward. So what you have to do, what Trey, uh, Trey young is doing now is exactly what it takes to win a basketball game. And that's the same thing Booker is doing, was doing at Phoenix. Yeah. And that's getting in the lane for floaters. And if they're not, if it's not there, or if the outside shot is that they're in the lane and kick. Okay. So, what the Clippers did tonight, I was listening to it on the radio on my way home from this event tonight, and I could tell is the suffocating defense. Uh, Burke, um, Doris, Burke. Name? Uh, Doris Burke, who's so good, yep. uh, she was talking about the suffocating defense. So what I'm trying to say is Milwaukee has to defend. Yeah. They have to defend. They have to be physical. the The referees are letting them play. It was amazing that first game, how few whistles there were. Um, and that should favor yeah uh, should favor Milwaukee
0: I, the, the basketball is great and it's great because the stars in the big markets although LA is a big market obviously are out it's just just pure basketball. there's exciting young dynamic players. The one thing that the NBA has got to get their arms around is all of this falling down. Yeah. At the slightest contact and you touch somebody's face and you jerk your head back. Yeah. I don't know how you police that. It's a real scourge on the game. It's it's flopping to the to the next level and it's off putting to fans and it's impossible to officiate. I don't know what the answer is.
1: Yeah. I mean it's gotten so bad with the three point shot that now they you know, if you're in the landing zone, they're calling it, they're calling fouls. I mean, that's a joke. It doesn't affect the shot. Sure on the way down, and if you're underneath someone and they can twist their ankle or whatever, I understand, but the bullshit of them shooting the three, putting their legs out, landing in a different position from when they took off, it's all
0: just stupid. Yeah, well, and tonight, uh, Paul, you you didn't see it, Paul George knocked Jay Crowder out because he pump fakes Crowder off his feet and then leans in and catches him flush on the chin with an elbow on his way yeah. up for a jumper yeah yeah well anyway, i
1: understand josh's passion i really do because as a pacer fan back when we were I love, the, I, the love, Knicks, I love the i love
0: i love the passion i don't want it, the passion to be curtailed
1: but he's got to alter his uh I just he's got to adjust his watching style i, I no
0: just want him that. to stay in the fight as a fan watching yeah And then motherfuck the team or motherfuck the referees (laughs) afterwards until, you know, until you go to bed at night. The best thing was we got we got in the car because he was driving me back to the hotel Mm -hmm. dead silence. Oh shit! He's all fantastic. We, 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 I said. I said we were like a married couple that doesn't talk anymore that <laughs> yeah. had just fought over something. It was like a very shit. intense thing. So Did I love ever... the fact he's into it, but I just want him to not quit on games watching. us. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, right, there's brother. that. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. All right, so uh, there's a bunch of other shit I was going to talk about. It's all negative. Just throw something at me quick. No, because it's all negative. We've had such a positive vibe to the show. I I said in the tease, and I'll just pay it off here, ESPN has had the worst week in the history of their channel. Three things this week that were absurd, insulting, and laughable on their face. The first was Molly Kiram and the panel mocking the four bad cities that Mm -hmm. were left in the finals and bemoaning the fact that they weren't going to have as fun of a celebrity time there when they got to visit if they were going to travel. Then Jay Williams with the tweet of a lifetime. I'm sure you saw this story, Ron. I didn't, actually. You didn't? Now, Steve, I don't pay attention. I, I oh,
1: keep the TV off. Okay. If
0: it's okay. not sports okay. or golf okay.
1: or a war okay. movie, I don't watch it. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. You're, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. You ready? All right. Yeah. Jay Williams played at Duke. Smart guy, I think, and does a decent enough job on ESPN. Heard that the Celtics had hired their next head coach, your boy Brad Stevens, now the GM. Um yeah. I forget the the guy's name. Uh, he's of African descent, okay, and he's black. I'm gonna look it up for you right now. And okay. Jay Williams tweeted, "Congratulations oh, wow. on the first coach of color for the Boston Celtics."
1: Oh yeah, so Casey Jones didn't count.
0: <laughs> They've had five.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking
0: believable. Oh, no, 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 no. it gets better. Okay. So after this tweet goes out, and he missed five guys, including Doc Rivers, who was there five seconds oh, ago yes. in the Jeez. big big scheme yeah. of things,
1: yeah.
0: he then tweets out that tweet I sent about the Celtics franchise I did not send and my passcode has been changed. Oh, okay. He claims well not explicitly, but he implied essentially he was hacked. Which is the most laughable thing ever to think. Yeah. (laughs) That, oh, yeah, a hacker hacked your account just to say one thing, which was factually wrong. Yes. And then today, Jalen Rose said that the inclusion of Kevin Love on the Olympic team is a token inclusion. Unbelievable. And it's it's because he thinks – the U.S. is afraid to send an all-black team. Oh, why? What? I mean, is this just a? a You're like, is this real to, life?
1: Say whatever you want to say and not have no repercussions and reveal how stupid you are. I mean, what is why
0: they why literally do you even say that? They literally sent an all-black team in 2000, 2004, thousand four, two thousand eight, two thousand sixteen. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Hmm. So those are the things – I mean, you. many people have already said the ship has sailed on ESPN's credibility. Whatever was left of it got obliterated this yeah. week. It, I can't watch it. I, I don't watch it. I can't even watch uh, – wh- well, whatever. Why, I, would, I, you? why know, would you? Why would you? Here, there's two watchable things on ESPN. One, live sporting events. Two, yes. Van Pelt Center. That's yes. it. That's – well – and college game day. But that's it. There's three things. That's it. I just wonder who's watching because our you you remember Steve
1: being in a hotel room on the road waking up in the morning, first thing you did, sports center. Oh yeah. Stu Jackson, uh Kenny Maine, even though they may have done the evening one, but they would replay it, but it was must
0: watch. It was must watch. And, and now it's and, and you felt good about it. You yes. felt happy about it. Now I just know that there's so much agenda infused oh, in everything that unless it's Van Pelt who plays it by the sports book, it's just it's just garbage. Anyway, yeah. Um, any other last thoughts? The NCAA thing is a can of worms that is going to take a much longer time to unravel. Yeah, but that's a uh, huge the, story this week.
1: Yeah, it is the. Well, <sighs> I'm just going to say it. I don't pay attention, Steve, to the bullshit anymore. I can't do it. May, you know, I'll come back to golf. I spend a lot of time on the golf course. I think it's innate in me where I, I do it because I love the game, but it's also because it's a refuge for me. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's where good. I am and where I don't have to deal with the fucking stupidity that
0: I'm surrounded by every day. All right. And next. you remember, I, I yeah. Yeah, go
1: ahead. Go ahead
0: real quick next week when we get the original capital Golf gang together you can unload some thoughts on the US Open and all that's happened since but I'll leave you with this did you know they tested the the tuna in a subway sandwich <laughs> yeah I heard and not one bit of it they, nothing they couldn't identify what it was. <laughs> No DNA. <laughs> no DNA. Not only no DNA of tuna, I don't think it was even fish DNA. It might yeah, have been yeah. fucking raccoon in there. And, and, and of, and of
1: course, you got uh, what's her name? Rapino or Rapino or whatever uh, doing the commercials. What's her name? Megan? Va- Megan R- Rapino. Yeah. Yeah, about eat
0: fresh. Eat right, fresh. Right. I mean, she's so old. Everyone, yeah, everyone's a whore for the corporate yep, dollar, and no one's, no one's any different. They say, how much do you want me to advertise? <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, you're the best, buddy. I'll talk to you you're later. You're the best. Thank Super you. Pal. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Ah, good visit right there. All right, let me pivot to a conversation I had in the van uh, with a couple of guys who are doing some really neat things. A guy who was living on a golf course that was going under and he looked out his window and said holy shit if somebody doesn't step up to save this golf course the value of my home is going to go straight down another guy you're going to hear who said you know i want a golf shirt that looks good feels good wears great and doesn't stink after you've played around a round of golf in it sounds like a fantasy right well he found one and built the company oh my god it. A lot of it's most people I've had in this van yet. It's a party this is now.
2: it's a fair waste thing. That's what happens here. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> things happens. just basically it, happen, just happen, right? Here. This is what happens here. Oh, I love it. Yeah.
0: You know, I am right now in the van with two of my idols, a guy who has invented <laughs> the greatest golf shirt in the world and Paul Hansen of Iron Jock, and a man who bought a golf course because he was pissed off at how <laughs> shitty it was being run. Right,
2: Rob? That is true. That is true. Yeah, the golf industry as a whole. The All golf right. industry as
0: a whole. All right. Rob McDonald of Fairways of Woodside. Yes, sir. Is right here. And Paul Hanson from Iron Jock. And Tim Gerds from Wealth Freedom Advisors, one of our sponsors on 97.3 The Game. Uh he played golf with me today. He admitted he wasn't at his best. And Ellen is here. <laughs> Ellen is soon to be Paul's top <laughs> advisor, salesperson, whatever. But that's okay. Golf is fickle. And what you learned, Rob, is that your character is already being done by a guy on TikTok by the name of Manolo Teaches Golf.
2: It is too bad. I will uh, find new new run. <laughs> no,
0: no, keep going with what you're doing. I will find going. something different, Thank Where did your character come from when you're out there golfing?
2: I don't know. I just think I was yelling at my kids too much, and I was trying different things to get them to do stuff. When you have four kids, you're just looking to find them to do something. And uh, so I just started you know, calling him Jojo. Hello, huh? Jojo. Get though. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your kids? I have four and six-year-old daughters and 11 and Thirteen-year-old boys.
0: Wow, four and six. So you're you're right in the weeds. You're That's right great. in the middle of the war, right yep. there. You're I mired slept in, in my own Vietnam bag. of kid raising right now. It's going to be a battle for you, Paul. Your kids are grown and yep. successful and living in California, doing great things, and you're just enjoying the good life, making shirts.
3: Yes, I am. Uh, so my kids are doing great. How many
0: kids do you have? Uh, I've got four. Four. Yep. Excellent. Yep. All, all of them gone. All of them gone. All off yep. the payroll.
3: All off. Well, I wouldn't say they're off
0: the barrel. <laughs> I wouldn't does say that, Does off that the ever plane? happen? I don't know. <laughs> no, not about,
3: not. <laughs> no, I usually get a phone call every now and then, you know. So. All right.
0: I'm going to start with you, Paul. Iron Jock is a new athletic wear, which we call it, company. Right. Yep. Based here in Wisconsin. Exactly. Right? And its main catch is that it never stinks. It won't it's, stink. It's It can't stink. Can't stink, won't stink. Try like, to put the, the stink fabric, in it. You can't.
3: The fabric will wear out before it does. Before it would ever stink. Right. It's, yep. uh,
0: it uses silver ion technology. Correct. In the yep. fabric. Exactly.
3: To repel odor. It actually, when you sweat, it creates bacteria and fungus. This product, it activates the silver ions that are infused in the fabric. Yeah. And it kills and eliminates the bacteria. At a ninety nine point nine nine percent rate for the lifetime. Of uh, I don't the know. Gear. Only ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I would I say guess 100. we couldn't get it. The to lawyers won't huh? let me say hundred, so I say ninety nine. <laughs> <The> lawyers won't <laughs> let me. <say. laughs>
0: so my first question was, how did you figure this out?
3: Well, you know, I don't know. I got I retired and I got bored, and my wife was sick of me going going to the grocery store with her, and I trademarked Iron Jock. I. Thought it was a name I could work with. Let me back up. You retired from Miller, right? Correct? From Miller. You, yes. What did you, what was your job at Miller? I was a, a regional vice president. Okay. Pierre um, no And I've been there, and and I just thought I got a name that I could work with that people would remember. It's a strong name. It's a masculine name, and then I wanted to do a proprietary fabric, and I went and did some research, and I found that Lululemon was using silver scent technology, which is nano silver, and it is the process I use, but they only put it in about five percent of their gear, really, and they don't put it in any's, any any women's gear, huh? So, so I said, why don't I just put this in all my gear and be the me- first guy to market with something that you know people struggle with? A lot of people struggle with sweating and odor, and oh I mean, yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, and and you got you know you got moms and dads that are dealing with as teenagers that are in sports and right, this fabric just makes. Your fabric, it's just a better fabric.
0: I want to back up a bit. So you're a retired beer man, right? for lack of a better phrase, and you thought up a brand name first without even having your product in hand. I know. That's I know. incredible. did it half ass
3: backwards. I know yeah, but,
0: but it worked out great. <laughs> and I was telling you, I, I really like the logo. It's simple. It's bold. Yeah. It's a nice crest. It, got, it has your I, I and the J for Iron Jock, and you then carry that through the name of the brand itself in like a proprietary font. And then you went about trying to find this special shirt. Where do you go finding a shirt that's got silver in it? Well, you
3: can't. I mean, some people use it. Um, like I told but who you. did you go to? Oh, I went to a guy, Bob Parker, okay. who actually worked for Penn State. Penn State created nano-silver for the military for Desert Storm because of the heat conditions our guys were in. So That's you were aware started. of
0: nano-silver? I was. And then you're like, i got to go find somebody that can put it into the fabric of my shirts.
3: And I started researching, and a friend of mine, Kevin Sharnick, actually knows Bob, so they connected me. Wow. So there was some serendipity and luck in that, right? And we've been working on this for over two years. COVID shut us down. We've stopped our launch. Sure first batch of uh, almost half a million dollars a gear they made they didn't do it right the oh. factory oh. the silver wasn't done properly oh, so no. they redid it again they where ate was it. the factory I, it was in El Salvador Guatemala okay. was it done did I you test, go down did you go down there yeah, first day i've been down there okay. damn i'm damn lucky i tested that product too cuz there was i didn't for some reason i felt like I just better make sure this is right because no, I can't roll something. And did you test it with your nose, or did you have somebody else test it? Well, we sent out some samples, and a couple of people said, well, my armpits are smelling a little bit. And that didn't make sense to me. And they made this baloney up, well, was did you order it? And the body See? and that, and I go, no. So I had to send it to a lab in, at Penn State University, and they said, no, they don't have the right amount of nano in here. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So I caught
0: it. See the funny thing is, Rob. As guys, we know you can't test your own stink because you'll smell it and go,
2: "It's fine, <laughs> perfect. It's fine, right? It's fine." Well, I thought that was the COVID how many test, times? Wasn't it? you were supposed to smell yourself yes. and uh, you have it or don't have it.
0: Right? How many times have we, with our wives, smelled a piece of clothing and declared it okay because to our nose it was fine, but to a real person's nose or somebody else or <laughs> a woman's sabino. nose,
2: yeah, that's so good. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, so that's uh, that's incredible. Now this uh, these shirts, and by the way. We're wearing your fabulous golf shirts, which are kind of one of the newer products you've put out. Right. Um, But you've had other product lines for a while now. Uh, Where can people get them if they don't
3: live here in Wisconsin? IronJOC.com. Okay. We have a website. We have a small warehouse up in Reedsburg, Wisconsin that we ship out of. Nice. And uh, we'll get it to you as fast as you want it. That's fantastic.
0: And you guys now have... Shorts. You got these hoodies. They're unbelievable. They're very. They're, they're a nice lightweight hoodie that you can wear indoors. And as long as it's not below forty, you can right. wear it out to go get the mail or to run an errand. That's key because somebody wants to take a big hoodie off and put it on. You get right. hot inside. I wear that Iron jock hoodie all winter long in the
3: house, all day. <laughs> I it's hear it's that fantastic. a lot. It's a very comfortable fabric. Yeah, guy yeah. We've got four woven athletic jacket pants, but we just launched our gym shorts. Um, We've got running gear. We've got workout gear. We've got T-shirts, etc. And the other thing I tried to do with this brand is my, I. if you look at my pricing, it's fair pricing. It's not crazy Lululemon pricing or, you know, it sits on top of Nike, right? So I tried to give people a fair price but an exceptional product. Right. Thus, I've shipped over 2,000 orders. I've never gotten anything back for quality. Sizing, nice. yes, but nobody writes, well, this is garbage. This, I don't like this. this they, we, and they, once we get somebody... They, start, they come into the line on socks usually, and then you can just watch them just buy the brand. So That's fantastic. So we, we re-engineered the price a little bit.
0: Meanwhile, Rob, your story was equally remarkable because you didn't mean to buy a golf course. No. Your background is in sales.
2: Sales and healthcare. care. Sales yes.
0: and health Yeah. And you're living out here in beautiful Sussex, Wisconsin. Absolutely. And you're on the ninth hole of this beautiful golf course, the fairways of Sussex. Fairways of Woodside. Fairways of Woodside, sorry. In Sussex. And the golf course is going to shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, Losing money. Yeah, it wasn't doing well. It's falling
0: apart. And you're sitting there in the ninth hole going, well, if this golf course goes under...
2: I just overpaid for my house.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. And so you said... Let's fix it. Let's do it. Let's get after it. I fix it, you said, let's buy it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, they wouldn't let me fix it as a hobby. Well, they did.
2: I, I... the way we had to do it was to start a management company okay. because we had to get things fixed. I mean, we really truly had to think fix right. some things here, and so I started a management company. We hired all the people, we started managing it, and then we got it to trigger and make things happen to uh, to do the acquisition. So,
0: okay, so you started with a management company yep, yep. as a sort of on ramp to then on ramp the to come
2: into the course. I can help you. It has a sales problem. Let's fix this and make it profitable and and do the things that we need to do. And and here I am.
0: And you did some things that were very counterintuitive, counterculture to golf. Absolutely. And it pissed some people off. Uh, It does, yeah. Which means, as they would say, you're over the target. When you're taking flack, it means you're over the target, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like one thing you told me you did, which is heretical in golf circles, was you got rid of the senior discount.
2: Yep. No senior (laughs) discount. Course doesn't care how old you are. Can you believe that, I'm a terrible Paul. Man. I don't know your age, but I'm guessing you might be in that range to well, be yeah, eligible for you one. He didn't get a discount today.
0: <laughs> and so your thought process was simple: Why am I giving them a discount? The golf course doesn't know how old they are, correct? And they're retired. Yep. And unlike Paul, who's industrious when he's retired and going out <laughs> building new companies, yeah, absolutely. A lot of guys retire and they play every day. Mm-hmm. They clog up the course. Why do they get a discount? That is ring a ding ding, accurate thinking. If a course is struggling, you can't afford to do that.
2: Correct. I mean, I think that uh, it, it was discounts and and there was all kinds of different discounts. I mean, you go on a golf course uh, website anybody's instead of mine, yeah, and you look at it and you, they've got uh, well, it, it costs this much from this time to this time, and then you know there was the oh, early yeah. bird, and the senior, and then the senior early bird, and then the nine hole and the eighteen hole, and the there was all kinds of different discounts, and it it doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't understand because it doesn't matter what time of the day you're playing. right? The course has a cost, right? There's a cost sure. to bentgrass. There's a cost to mow. There's a cost for people. None of it's going down. Um, and you, everybody wants to play on a great course, right? They want it to look like Augusta National every day that they get on there, right? Yeah. Whether it be, you know, if they're charging $14 or $68, it doesn't matter. Everybody wants it to look like the TV golf that you saw today. So right. in order to get there, you I have to I think there is confusion
0: with that now with golf courses. And unfortunately, there's a lot of resellers at tee times. A lot of third-party tee times, golf now, and the courses are dishing out x number of times to them to resell. Yep. And I don't know, is Groupon still around? It is. It is. is. is? Okay. Does anyone still
2: use it? They call every day. Really? Would you like to do a Groupon?
0: And what do you tell them?
2: Uh, No thanks. We're good.
0: (laughs) In that voice, in your little voice. And
2: those, thank you today. We are good. (laughs) We are good. No. Very nice. No, no, no. Paul's not home. Not here. No here today. Yeah, right. Sorry. Rob
0: is not here today. (laughs) <laughs> like consuela from yes. the family oh, sorry you know, like, i, sorry, I can't answer that like what else did you do to turn the course around
2: well i mean i think there's a couple we wanted to create uh a, just a great atmosphere right uh, golf is about making memories it's about four and a half hours of getting away from your life maybe your wife maybe whatever yeah and how can we do that right so that's really what we said um we moved the bar outside right what we all everybody has these clubhouses and you hope oh, gosh, they're going to come in here and they're going to drink afterwards. Everything's going to be good. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I mean, if you have four-and-a-half-hour rounds, who, who can clear four-and-a-half, five hours from their wife, right? We it's played in
0: 345 today. Yeah. And I don't even think, Paul, we were conscious about our time. We, we were not moving fast. We no. could have moved faster. Yeah. If Tim didn't suck so bad, we no, – oh, 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 shit. Oh. <laughs> He's right Sorry, Tim. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't look for balls. No, you didn't yeah. look. You were, you, were a, you were a good man in that regard. You huh? sent a lot of soldiers to your death, like Rommel, and you didn't flinch, yes. which is good.
2: Did you kill the goose? on the co- No, never mind.
0: Yeah, so anyway, uh, so you did a lot of things that were perhaps uh, counterintuitive, I mean, but... No
2: leagues. We took leagues away. There's no league. We don't have any leagues. Like And, and in Wisconsin,
3: that's huge. Did yeah. Paul, did you play in leagues? No, I never did, but I don't know anybody that's done that. That's, I didn't we know took that. away leagues. And why'd you take away leagues?
2: Well, it was just one of those things. A lot of times, they need a shotgun start at five and a half, at five thirty, right? But to do a shotgun, you have to you clear the it. golf course out. So at Now all of a one sudden,
0: that means you can't sell tee times after one, one probably. or two, right?
2: Yeah. 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 So now what are you going to do? You got an empty golf course in the middle of the afternoon. So it didn't make much sense to me. So when you do the cost analysis of, you know, playing at night and then having those dead tee times, right. you start to do the math, and you're like. <laughs> This doesn't make much sense.
0: Right. So and I bet they squealed at that. Everybody what? squealed at that. Oh, they're still squealing. No, they're still squealing. Still squealing. But okay.
2: we, I mean we have a cash game on Tuesday nights and Monday nights we have a cash game that people come in, play for skins, play for money. Guess what? Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are bu- one of our busiest nights now. I mean, yeah. when you take out league, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday just gets crazy now.
0: The uh, yeah, the the industry, the golf industry Definitely needs new ideas because it's been wedded to a lot of old ideas that aren't relevant in this day and age.
2: No. So no, that's, that's a
0: good thing right but there. But,
2: you know, there's this idea that there's, well, that's guaranteed money. I mean, we don't do a lot of outings. We don't do a lot of those things. Uh, we talked about weddings. We do two or three yeah. weddings. We just concentrate on a full golf course and 5 to 6 drinks per person and life turns out pretty good. That's uh, good. right.
3: That's his number average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his that What is the metric we would
2: What'd say.
0: you shoot today a 6? What does that mean? Uh, six, 6 beers. beers. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> how how shot
2: that's our pace of play number. Uh, pace of play. Many, number? What's your pace of play? 5 or 6 hours? No, beers. So, so so
0: Paul as a man of as a man of industry yourself having been successful in 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 just distill well brewing I guess with Miller, right? Right, right. And and now in the shirt business what do you make of this guy here just sort of brushing off weddings? Because had that one wedding, built a special little grass area just for it, and is not really enthusiastic about it. I think it's a lucrative venue
3: for money. I, I would think so, but like he said, I'd only do it with people that want to spend 30000 right? Yes. I know that uh, the Legends does weddings almost every weekend, and I right. think the average wedding is thirty five grand. and he's booked every Saturday, but... I guess I, there's I some but headaches he to it. I imagine you got to have catering, you got it more people, you're going to make sure they're happy, and, right? And, oh. <laughs>
0: but you got you got to deal with Bridezilla, Yeah. The mother and of her Bridezilla.
2: Friends, her friends and her mother
0: and <laughs> Drunky McBride's I can get that at home. Fall, I'm good. <laughs> you can get that at home <laughs> and they fall into the lake yeah. and then they're like, "I demand this, I demand that."
2: I just think... But you
0: charge them, though.
2: Maybe we, charge well, we're just trying to do some exclusive things, right? That's I mean, cool. I think that we have the venue. We have an amazing venue. And I think that people that are willing to do it and want it... We The other problem I have is I always want to do something different. I don't like to do the same thing over and over again, right? Right, right. So right. Um, I think that, you know, you don't want to come to... When you come to Fairways, I, I always say that we're trying to invent ourselves and be the new cute girl on the block. And so that every year we're doing something different, right? There's these trees down or... Four track mans instead of two and a new room here or the tequila cigar bar that we're getting ready to launch. I mean, all those things, we have to have a little reinvention every year in order to be like, hey, we need to get back to Fairways. We need right, to see Right, right, right. Which keeps that excitement coming. A hook. You need a There's hook. There's a little bit of a hook every time, and I think that's what we need to be doing. So the wedding was like, uh, I, I think the way I like the weddings is that it's a different uh, introduction to Fairways. People that are, haven't played golf here before went, whoa, this was cool, we should come back and play golf here.
0: Right, there you go. So, how many places have you guys played golf in your life? I bet, Paul, you've played quite a few.
2: Yeah, I think
3: I have played everywhere. Just about everywhere? Everywhere, yeah. Ireland. All over the world? Well, Ireland. I've played Ireland. Nice. I've played in Germany. Sweet. played uh, England. What did uh, you think of Ireland? I thought it was cold and wet. In August, that's what I thought, and <laughs> yeah. uh, windy and uh, cloudy. <laughs> I was so happy to You get didn't back. find
0: the people charming? Oh, the people were fantastic, but yeah. I wanted
3: to get back to Pelican Hill, where I used to live in Newport Coast. So. Oh,
0: I see. I played Pelican Isn't Hill. Isn't it nice? Oh, it's yeah,
3: that's, one of, that's so nice. a pebble beach of the south, Oh, right? it,
0: Yeah, no, it's really good. What about here stateside? Anywhere really special, really nice?
3: Uh, Pe- well, I played Pebble. I've been at the Masters before. I've played the Masters. Played Augusta. I played Augusta. I've been all over Florida. Do you know a guy? Do you got a number for a guy?
0: I know you. You know a guy that got me on Augusta. These were
3: always, uh, yeah, we got on because Pete Coors was the – He's, not, he, he's a member, so we got on. Oh, yeah, give the him, I, I, I need Pete's number,
0: when yeah, we're yeah, done here. Thank you on that. We could probably I'm do your sure. Iron Jack J- J- sales call good. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah, right. We'll do
2: your Iron Jack sales call at Augusta.
0: Ah, you there you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, ma, mm-hmm. ma, have you played Augusta?
2: I have not. I've been on it. One of my old accounts was the ambulance company there, and so I got to drive around in an ambulance, like a golf cart, and it was amazing. It was spectacular because I got behind the scenes of stuff and just what a – what a cool place. Yeah. Just crazy cool. Paul
0: also has this souped-up golf cart. That's the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. It's made by Ford Motor Company made golf carts for a brief period, you said.
3: Right, 2000, 2001, I think. And then they stopped. Yeah. It six total of 6,000. Yeah, because wow.
0: someone at Ford said, oh, what, what are we doing with golf carts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, it's almost like, uh, you know, Rob uh, with weddings. Right, what am right, I doing right. with weddings, you know? Yeah, exactly. So they stopped the golf cart line. but. Right. A guy decided he could retrofit them and then gussy them up into this really slick vehicle. Right. What's the name of that company?
3: It's a, It's a, Sean Hyman does it. He lives in uh, Palm Springs.
0: Okay. And
3: he finds these things, and he knows how to rebuild them. He strips them down. He does the embroidery, does the fabric, paints them, lifts the suspension, fixes the suspension, puts on 17-inch wheels, puts in a $500 sterile for you. And,
0: and it must <laughs> and, cost... $50,000 by the time it's all done.
3: Uh, mine was uh, $9,600, which he probably could have sold for 15000 which I think he's starting to realize he's a little underpriced. Oh, my but, God. Yeah,
0: now I, I've got cart envy. Is, <laughs> this the guy, is this the guy here that I'm looking at, Sean Hyman here? Uh, uh, how do you spell Hyman?
3: That's it, Sean. Yeah, it's S-H-A-W-N, I think. Okay. And he's in California? Yes. Okay. But, yeah, I guess he does a bunch of different golf carts, right? Right. Yep. He's, uh, he knows how to strip these things apart and build them.
0: Oh, my God. He's got golf carts that look like a Model T, unless that's not a golf uh, cart. I can't that's quite sweet. tell exactly. That's, uh, that's very cool. What about your golf carts here, Rob, actually have the slickest sort of digital interface I've seen, and it's from Yamaha who yep. makes the golf carts. It's embedded right there, and it both keeps score for your group. Correct. Delivers a real-time leaderboard. Correct to group outings, although you hate yep. group outings.
2: I don't hate You'll them. But do we tomorrow, don't know. We'll do one know, tomorrow. We'll do one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it, we so. we got a good one tomorrow.
0: We do have a good one tomorrow. Yeah, and it also has a Bluetooth connection for a speaker.
2: Uh, Bluetooth speakers. We've got uh, yardage, chargers, yardage chargers for your phones. Uh, you name it, we've got it all. That's yep, fantastic. Bluetooth speakers. I mean, you name it. It's the, it's part of that experience, right? Right. That you don't get it a public course. Uh, we have it here. Uh, most courses don't have them. Even even private courses don't have them. They still get the old yardage books and stuff like that that are nice. to it. So it's just a good experience. People love it. Uh, it's a place for people to bring their customers. It's a you know and have a good time and know, feel premium, right? Feel sure, sure, premium. yeah,
0: exactly. And there's some co- there's some holes out here. You definitely need a flyby to see what what's absolutely. going
2: on. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the other piece is pace of play, right? They have a little timer on there and tells you if you're. Going fast and going slow, and uh, that keeps our pace of play going. I mean, we can have 300 golfers uh, today and tomorrow, and we'll be at four hours or less. I mean, that's my goal. I
3: I think that's a big deal because I noticed that today. You told me there was all these golfers, but we never got backed up. And if you go play a public course, let's let's say play Nag in Pewaukee on a Saturday, it's five and a half hours. You want to pull your hair out by the time you're done. I noticed the pace of play today was amazing.
2: He said it best, Zane. We're what? here
0: for a. We're here for a good time, not a long time.
2: That's our pace of play rule. It yeah. says it on our on oh, our. Good uh, for you. Camp, right on our website. It says it. Pace of
0: play. You owe me for that. That's uh-uh. a commission. Yep. That's a trademark phrase. By the way. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> I we'll, send it. Unless we'll send I stole, it. We'll send Unless I stole it from somebody else, which I probably did. Uh, it, but well, see, what, you know that's the goal, right? See, baseball is facing this now. You yeah. Know, length of game and more importantly, pace of game. Are you guys big baseball fans or moderate baseball fans?
3: I can watch the Brewers to a point, but it's too slow. Yeah, and it just takes too much time, and then all the reviews. Oh, and there should be a clock on the pitcher. <laughs> Thank you. Know? you. Uh, I mean, it's just it's.
0: You remember how games used to go? You yep. watch on YouTube an old game uncut, and it's amazing the tempo of it: pitch, catch, swing, pitch, yeah. catch, swing. Yeah, and the game was two and a half hours, and it was perfect.
2: Yeah, I, I used to spend every afternoon. The only I uh, grew up in Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin, and all we had was WGN uh, TV. Yeah. yeah, so we watched the Cubs out there and. <laughs> Back in the day with Grandpa, you'd ride your bike up, watch Cubs, two and a half hours, play, you know, play a little right. catch, and then ride your bike home for right. dinner. Right, Not anymore.
0: I, and I think baseball has a management crisis of the highest order. I don't think this commissioner has it
2: at yeah. all. I, okay. No
0: feel for the game, no sense of how to get ahead of crises. He's just wanting, running from one disaster to the next and not exactly helping it. But Not at all. That said, man, if the Brewers can keep going this summer. Yeah. I know how much this town loves the Brewers, and they've been not good for a long time. But when they just catch that little bit of good baseball, it just electrifies the town. It brings the town together, you yeah. know. Yeah. One, right? yeah.
2: well, I mean, we're all going to get to see it this year. I mean, they're coming back to full capacity. And yeah, exactly. Life feels really good. I mean, yeah. it's going to feel like... Feel like normal,
0: mostly normal. Mostly normal. Yeah. At one point today, I believe the uh, the topic of vaccines or COVID came up, and I told you, Rob, I go, don't get me started. Oh,
2: I like your
0: no, don't don't get me started. I'm like Bruce Banner and the uh, 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 the Incredible Hulk. Don't make me mad. You wouldn't like me when I'm mad. Don't get me started yeah. on everything COVID. Yeah, it'll never Do end. It. Do, Do, it. It. <laughs> Do
2: it. Do it. Do <laughs> it.
0: And I also love the fact I grilled you on your pool issue today because you built yourself a pool.
2: Yes, yes. I built a t- pool uh, on the 9th. I got the greatest. Pool, pond. Pool, pond. Pond would, is pond good Pond would for me. be good for me. Pool. Um, yeah. yeah, we just got a great little setup, and I'm living life, and life is good. And you and I, uh, I
0: were talking about Pool Kings, how much we could just binge I watch just that just show. sit there
2: and watch it all day. My would good. get so angry, but That's I could good. watch it. Yeah, they're great. They're amazing.
0: Paul, do you spend much of your winters here, or you just go to Palm Springs?
3: Well, I come back and force for Iron Jock a little okay. bit, but um, yeah, you know, this Iron Jock was a hobby. Now it's turned into a job. So yeah, about now, that. now. I'm moving around a lot, yeah. and, you know, so I'll go I'll back for the winter. Okay. Yeah. But fun.
0: otherwise, when you lived here and worked here, you gutted out the winters like everyone yeah. else. Yeah, well, I
3: was in California for a long time. Oh, you were? And then when Miller Coors did the merger, they kind of said, here's your job. You get to Midwest. Oh, okay. So I left Southern California. Oh, ah, okay. So I left. I was so you're not there. a native. I'm a native Wisconsin. Oh, you are. Yep, yep. Went but to you Madison. were in California. But I was though. in California. Yeah. Okay, got but it. But I liked it a lot. But I, I, you had to get out of here a lot. We know we had a house down in Florida. We sold that, but we used because it was two and a half hours. So we'd go down there a lot on weekends and stuff. But you're right. right. It's the winters are long. <laughs> the winters are <laughs> they're, they're long
0: man. and tough. And we also talked about uh, the bourbon industry and distilling and everything else and, and beer and how. Nowadays everything is fragmented, and the tastes change. Tequila yeah. is hot now, hot now yeah. right? Isn't that what you said, Rob? Absolutely. Yeah. Like they got isn't there like celebrity tequilas coming out They're knocking on your door all the time?
2: Uh, we have them. I mean, we have uh, George Clooney's uh, Casamigos here. We featured on our bev carts, of course. Okay. Uh, and, and then we have uh, Dwayne the Rock uh, Johnson, Johnson has a out, tequila. <laughs> Um, we have, uh, and then we also have uh, S- Sincora, I think it is, which is uh, Michael Jordan.
0: So what what is that, Paul, this celebrity liqueurs?
3: I mean, it's, it's it's all the same juice, basically, right? Oh, yeah, it's all the same. Vodka's the cheapest and fastest to make. Tequila's second. Bourbon, when you start aging something, like these bourbons age.
0: That's like, a little more tricky. That's a
3: little more tricky. They put them in, oak, like this, Central Standard. You know, you talk about their aging, two years in barrels. And, yeah. I mean, that's money. That's time, right? But when you're just pumping out vodka. Vodka, yeah, they just crank it out. They, they say you can't, the taste, you can't tell.
0: No, I, tell. I agree, but vodka is all marketing. It's all marketing. All it's completely. all bottle, it's all name, it's, it's all name. brand loyalty. Crack-a-tee. Yep,
3: yeah, yeah, you're right, no. Yeah. I agree. Where beer, you know, at least beer, you gotta you got to age it for 30 days. I where, mean, you, where can't is just, the, you can't just pull yeah. it. You're out, you're out, you know. Where is the beer industry right now? It's down. It's been declining for the last probably 10 years. Two steady three, decline? Steady but 10 years now, it's 20. That grows. yeah. And the problem with the beer industry is it's declining, and yet it's fragmenting. So you got all these zip – everybody's got zip code beers. I call them – they're not even micros. They're zip code beers now. (laughs) I mean, La Quinta Brewing, there's – everybody's got – and everybody wants to drink the beer from their little town, right? Yep. So it's fragmenting at an alarming rate. I don't know if alarming is the right word, but it's fragmenting like crazy.
0: Is it because brewing your beer became easier, cheaper? So is the entry –
3: Easier. Uh, well, you can get the equipment right. I think okay. the technology's changed things. I've, you know, it's becomes. I think it's a little bit narcissistic by some of these guys that have a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, you used to have ten million, now you got one. You bought a small brewery. <laughs> right. yeah, you know, how, how to make it. a small fortune? We thought you were going to be the next Sam Adams, and you, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't work. That <laughs> Everyone way. wants to be the next Sam Adams. Well, right? we bought several. We bought we bought Archer in Southern California. As soon as we bought it, it started declining. We bought uh, several revolver down in Texas because a lot of it is these people want to have a relationship with the owner. They're not interested in Miller yep. Coors, really. They really, yeah, they're involved with how he built it and how he made uh, it, and oh they yeah. know him, and he lives over here, and they want once,
0: they want the ego of the backstory. Well,
3: once we took uh, Archer, San Archer out of San Diego, it didn't sell in Scottsdale. It wouldn't sell in Chicago, right? Really. It, just, it sold in San Diego, yeah. But you can't, you can't, you can't go, you can't go out right. of the footprint. So will beer make a comeback? Well, I suppose maybe someday. It's all generational. Maybe you know. I don't know. These these seltzers have really got into light beers. I mean, they've really gotten got. Do you, the do you drink beer, more. rub? No. Why not?
0: Well,
2: Too slow. That's why they made Southern Comfort. <laughs> yeah. the beer
0: for? By the way, when I ordered a SoCo, you called it a SoCo. Your eyes lit up because I, like, I didn't. Yes. And I hadn't really had it in a while, oh, <laughs> and that's, so your, that's your that's your go to, right? I just need it. Yeah, I just need it. it. <laughs> it's not
2: a go to; it's a need. It's a and need. It helps me with the day.
0: God, it's amazing, it's and, so to, and to think, and I and I told you the story of the Stitzelweller Distillery in uh, Kentucky, where they bragged back in the '80s: "We make great bourbon at a we make great bourbon at a profit if we can, but we'll make it at a loss if we must." Yeah. And then they closed. When they closed on, on in January of 1990, <laughs> because they couldn't make any more money.
2: Mercy! But
0: then they, they, but then they had all this juice sitting in their barrels, and they guarded it, and it sat there. And then bourbon came back, and they were sitting on a gold mine. And now they're back up and running again.
2: Well, bourbon is crazy too. It's kind of that fragmented. Oh, you know, yeah. as you said, Paul, just everywhere, all over the place, and hard to get. And right, I it's, I mean, a it's, like it's a game to get certain things to get it. And, yeah. Uh, But people love it and they drink it here. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't think beer is ever going to go away because guys like Timmy say, if I don't stop, if I go away from the Coors Light, please stop me. That's what he told me today. Kick me in the shin, shin, you said. Right, exactly. Absolutely. It was a very odd request. I was like, huh, okay. I'll keep an eye on you and your beer. If that's something harder than beer, I'll remind you go back to the beer.
3: Right? Do you know why that? Because if you drink. Vodka seltzers like you drink Miller Lite. Yeah. You're going to get. You're going to get. You're, you're going you're you're gonna to be gonna peeling you off up off <laughs> the fairways, basically. You can basically. drink a lot of Miller Lites in a day I, I and still yeah. function, and I do, right? And I can't,
0: I can't afford to be yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't afford to be hungover. Can't exactly can't afford right. can't afford to be hungover. <laughs> it's got to be responsible.
2: That might be an obvious shirt that we put together.
0: I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you tell us the obvious shirt company?
2: I'd like to hear uh, this. Yeah. Obvious T-shirt company. um been working with them, and it's just crazy out of thing. Chicago, right? Out of the Chicago area, and it is an amazing shirt, just what you think. We have uh, shirts that say, uh, Putting is hard, uh, <laughs> uh, golf is hard, <laughs> putting sucks. Um, I'd rather be golfing. Uh, we're hoping to get our new one up uh, soon, which is um, uh, I drink at golf, which is a little pun and things that we do here at Fairway. So, uh, but you can oh, see, oh, there it, like, we go, right yeah.
0: there, yeah. We have Javi Baez, and you don't. Yeah, awesome company. It's such a basic thing.
2: It's so basic, obvious, and it's, awesome.
0: But but it's like genius, basically. Yeah. Well, basically. See, I'm using the basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baseball players. And Baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. Uh, so
2: they do a lot of stuff with uh, uh, MLB, and uh, they launched a golf line. There's a golf line in there somewhere, but they've launched this golf line. and uh, So we're going to take it on up here, and uh, we've got... Great reviews with some of the stuff we've done. Amazing. It feels really wonderful and great price point, I think. And so coming, coming here soon, and uh, we're excited.
0: How happy are you that I introduced you to Manalo Teaches Golf? I am super
2: happy about that. But because it's going he's to, very funny. now i, I going think going to he's... get in trouble at home for watching it every night.
0: <laughs> I, I think he's an actor who uh, started doing these TikTok videos, and I think he is basically just on TikTok. But uh here he is right here. Can you hear that right
2: there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit it over there. Smack that shit. Slap that shit. Smack that shit. Smack that shit
0: That's That's his go-to phrase, smack that shit. I love it. it. Love it. Boys, I had a great time golfing with you. Is there anything that any stone we left unturned, either with Iron Jock or Fairways of Woodside? Uh, Is this where we get the free hugs? The hugs come later, okay. and we have to go around the trees. I see what's up. There, Man, I, just, I mean, you say about it. Free hugs and candy. Ellen has sweet. the candy for this you. This thing is sweet. But I had to lure you into the van,
2: so there you go. My mom would be so disappointed, but I love it. All right. Thanks for having us. Thanks,
0: guys. Thank you. All right, Appreciate Good time. All right. That is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and putting up with a somewhat irregular couple of weeks of the Zabecast Heading the Mobile Strike Studio back east on Saturday. Wish me safe driving. I hope the cicadas are gone by the time I get back. I got to tell you, I didn't miss those sons of bitches one second while I was here in Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, do me one small favor. Rate and review at the Apple iTunes store for podcasts uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps out with the algorithmic overlords. And just tell one person. You don't have to tell a bunch of people. You don't have to bug your parents. you got to watch. you got to listen to this guy. He's good. He's interesting. He's got funny friends, interesting friends. Just tell one person. That's all. We all do one person. We'll keep this thing growing. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1, but you know they're the better team, you know they're going to come back, but suddenly the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.